ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and my guest this week is Manuj Agarwal. And I think it's fitting that... Um, that I am speaking to Manoush because we met on LinkedIn and we'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to share with you a little bit about who he is and then we'll get right into it. Manoush is an entrepreneur, investor, and technology enthusiast. I think I should say that separately, an entrepreneur, an investor, and a technology enthusiast. Over the last few years, he's been a business owner, technical architect, a CTO, a coder, and a startup consultant, and much more, I know, from what I've been reading about him. So welcome, Manoush, to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Um, Yes, we actually really did meet on LinkedIn after a little bit of a a mix-up around uh, other people booking appointments. And and being that I'm all about relationship building, it was frustrating for me because I wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So um, you actually stepped up and I was really impressed that you finally came on the scene. So tell me a little bit about how you work and, um, and what you, how you work LinkedIn in a sense so that that happened and, and maybe- Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, LinkedIn is a, is a great platform uh, which can be used for good and bad purposes as, as in any other platform. Sure. So uh, generally, you know, what I do is I look for people who have an interesting profile or they are in the same vicinity as, as me. You know, we are both local in Vancouver. So that's how we connected. And some, sometimes what happens is, you know, you're going through LinkedIn and you're uh, looking at your feed and something interesting pops up and LinkedIn suggests, hey, you should connect to this person. Right. And then you connect. But the, um, but the thing is like, I've been on LinkedIn since 2006 or so, and uh, I have about 21,000 connections now, but I never, uh, about two, three years ago, I never, before that, I never realized the power of connecting through LinkedIn and actually having conversations. It was more like, okay, you know, we connected. Okay. You know, I didn't know what, what the next step is. So then, uh, you know, slowly I started to think about, you know, these are people in business doing similar things as I am. So I should really, talk to them and then see, you know, what they are up to. And so I basically made an effort to actually personally send messages to all my contacts, especially the ones that uh, had interesting profiles and, you know, get to know them about, uh, about them. And in some cases, you know, obviously some people do not respond or they say, you know, I'm busy or whatever, but in some cases like yourself, we get a very warm response. Hey, I'm excited to learn more about you. And, and, uh, Eventually, that leads to a conversation like this on Zoom. I mean, especially these days. Uh, in the past, I've had physical, uh, you know, face-to-face um, meetings as well. Yeah. But now it's more like, hey, let's jump on Zoom. Let's talk to each other, and um, and that's when you know you have to have like this uh, this schedule when because yeah. you know that's when the the this tag uh, 
starts hey what day okay you know oh i'm in this time zone i'm in this time zone it's not going to work i'm busy blah 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 so that's where you know i get uh, some help from my assistant to help me schedule it now what has happened is uh, you know we are going through some turbulent times where you know people are falling sick people are uh, you know taking care of other sick people and what not so i've had some instances where you know a couple of my assistants had to uh take some leave and then they try to schedule it with you then the the other guy yeah. came on the scene i was like what the hell is going on here you know <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this to people um so that's when i jumped in and said hey yeah. let's put a stop to this and i give everybody one more chance so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Amanda. and it and it's really kind of um interesting because um and i'm going to bring in and one of the reasons i was not early on the call today is i was still trying to finish this article that you had written about 49,900% ROI in 6 yeah. months and it's a very long article mm -hmm. but the gist of that article which i think you started in april um at, as the pandemic had already um begun yeah. but your article was talking in in lot it said so much in it and it spoke to me because it was about building relationships and yeah. and um that's what i'm all about and and when we first i'm going to come back to that but when we first spoke um we had a zoom call and um and i knew right away you can tell you can tell when people have a heart and whether they're open and friendly and whether you want to pursue the conversation right from that zoom call don't you agree yeah yeah i mean uh, you know there there's obviously psychological research done that um humans can actually within 5 to 10 seconds uh of uh their their you know communication and it doesn't need, even need to be verbal communication just looking at each other smile eyes that yeah. tells you okay you know this person i i will feel i will feel uh, myself uh, talking mm -hmm. to this person interacting so that definitely i uh, agree with that yeah it's it's fascinating really and you you talked about in this article you talked a little bit about um your being an introvert being um having come from another country where english wasn't the first language and how networking which we all did in person back in the day remember those days yeah. um and uh how it was a frightening experience i've never felt that way i'm like give me the room let me yeah, work the room yeah, i love it but yeah. i have people around me especially one of my daughters who's an introvert I have one who's an extrovert, one who's an introvert, and she would just shy away from that completely. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. kind of see it a little bit. I have some empathy for that, but yeah. but that's not my personal yeah. um, uh, uh, mode of operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find it actually um, interesting to hear that you have to that you taught yourself how to yeah, yeah. Exactly. how to do it. Yeah. So tell me tell me what it was that like how do you teach yourself that? it's hard yeah see um I, i and it's very interesting you bring it up because i have talked to many other extroverts and they have the same reaction they're like what are you talking about i love talking to people you know just yeah. give me give me a group of people and watch my magic i'm like you know <laughs> more power to you um but see introvert introversion comes from uh, hidden insecurities Yeah. uh or something deep inside i mean i'm not i don't want to give it a negative con uh, connotation but no no introversion uh is is like people uh talk to themselves in their head more than to other people negative talk negative self talk well maybe no negative or positive i mean they just they just continue to 
you know, uh, go over that scenario. Okay. Oh, Janice is standing there. Um, should I go talk to her? Um, it's she's busy right now. Let's wait for five minutes. And you know, when she's when she's sure. more open, I'll go talk to her. So these kind of things that happen in in introverts' mind, and they are more daydreamers than action takers. So they just spend their time imagining things, uh, and and that's their thinking process. Yes, uh, you know, when we think, a lot of that thought is negative thought. But uh, you know, introversion comes from there. So when I started seeing, okay, you know, I, I need, I need to connect to people. When I realized that business cannot flourish without talking to people. Mm-hmm. And if I want to, um, if, if I want to bring my solutions to the world and have people benefit from that, I need to get over my uh, insecurities. I need to get over this, uh, this way of communication. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, particularly for me, it was more about imposter syndrome, uh, you know, who am I to say mm-hmm. I can I can do these things. Uh, insecurities like, hey, you know, they're gonna laugh at my face. They're gonna, they're not even gonna understand my accent or whatever. Um, so then it was like, okay, let's learn where these things are coming from. Uh, where is this imposter syndrome coming from? Uh, then I read about it and then I found out that pretty much everybody has imposter syndrome and that includes Nobel Prize winners, that includes Olympic champions, that includes, you know, billionaires and everybody in the, in between. Hmm. So I was like, okay, if these people have imposter syndrome and I, I have imposter syndrome, there is nothing wrong with me. Exactly. It's just that, you know, I just need to live with it, you know, and, uh, and try things out. And then, then it was like, okay, what do people talk about? So when I, you know, instead of talking more, I started listening, okay, this is what people really uh, you know, want to talk about, they want to talk about their success stories. They want to talk about what is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what their passion is instead of me talking about m- myself. And that, by the way, I discovered is a huge uh, advantage as a listener, as an introvert to gather more information about, you know, what is happening in the world, about your prospect and about, uh, about the uh, buyer, uh, that you're trying to talk to or explain your solutions to. And the more you listen, the more information you gather and the more happier, happier they are, you know, talking to you. Yeah. And that, that was like a totally different, it was totally an upside down view of my world ah. where I was taught, the more you talk about the, yourself, the more you, you know, sh- uh, share about your uh, expertise, the, the, your solutions, the better, chances of success you will have, which is totally the opposite of what happens in the real world. Okay. So, so where did you learn that? Um, was that I mean, a cultural thing? Well, cultural, I mean, I have a huge cultural uh, baggage that I had to overcome because in, in India, you're taught not to talk to people. You need to be like, you know, respect elders and respect their boundaries and everything. So here it was more like, um, you know, you, you, you get to come out of your shell. And how I learned that is out of necessity. I mean, hit and trial, as I said, I've, I've talked to in the past three years, at least, I think 2,500 people, uh, both online and offline. And every time I had, you know, when they asked me, what do you do? Every time I started with a different line, a slightly different line. Okay. This is what I do. And, you know, in, in initially it's like, I, I could see confused looks on their uh, uh, face. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? 
And, and then I slowly picked up, okay, you know, maybe not this word, let's use this word. <laughs> and then slowly, in, you know, and even now I have challenges, you know, communicating, um, but then uh, slowly you learn, okay, uh, if I talk to 10 people and give them this, uh, this sentence, mm-hmm. I get a positive feedback. Okay, let's use this more. And then so on and so forth. It's, it's like, you know, it's like um, I, I mentioned in my article, which you mentioned, um, a movie I was watching, um, you know, uh, my oh, name is Do- Dolomite. It, I it, saw it, that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a comedy movie, fun movie, but I learned important lessons from there. So when you ask me, where did you learn it? It's more like observing normal things that we do anyways in the yeah. world That's and learning from the, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because he was such a marketer and it was ingrained in him, right? And yet it was very abrasive in lots of ways, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was an interesting movie and and not my normal kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I watched it because he, I am a movie buff, but I'm very fussy about the movies that I watch. And I think he was nominated for some awards and that's why I watched it because he is amazing in lots of ways. Plus it's a true story as well. Yes, that's right. It is. So, um, so I'm hearing in, in, in the information that you've just mentioned, I'm hearing that maybe, and I could be totally wrong, but I think that maybe you're an analyst of, right. That you, you, because you are a tech guy in so many ways, right. Let's try it this way. This doesn't work. Let's try it that way. So in the way of learning how to build relationships and how to talk to people in business, this is this, the uh, hack that you've taken. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Me, I just sort of talk and I, so I don't know. And I come from my heart and my gut and it kind of tells me, but, um, but I think that, you learned, I, I, the other thing that fascinated me about you in this article was, and I'd love some advice on this, is how you um, learned from the right, well, from people who have done very, very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've, I, I know you have a podcast as well. What's your podcast called? Bootstrapping Your Dreams. Right. And you've interviewed some very... Um, uh, celebrity type people. Yeah. And one of the people I want to ask you about is, uh, I think you said he might have been a mentor. I'm not sure is Jeff Spencer, Dr. Yeah. Jeff Spencer. Tell yeah. me a little bit about how you met him and, and um, that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Jeff Spencer, he's an Olympic medal winner. And uh, he's a, uh, actually one of the one of the top most coaches in the world. Uh, I mean, he has, a, uh, he has coached, I think, uh, like 50 world-class athletes like so, he, you mean a physical coach you mean like a coach for what sport was he um by uh, uh cycling oh right okay because lance armstrong he coached yeah. right yeah he, he coached lance armstrong he's he's responsible for like you know maybe at least 20 other two de france uh gold medals uh, olympic medal like he coaches tiger woods Oh, uh, you do so mindset probably then mindset mindset as well as uh, sports both okay. and he's got so many talents he's actually a doctor as well actual, yeah. actual physical doctor Medical doctor yeah mm-hmm. and then he um, he's a world class artist like he he does glass glass art and oh whatnot. right yeah mm-hmm. so he, he's like a multi talented person how I met him was through Steve Sims Steve Sims is another very well connected person and um, so he, he introduced me to Jeff Spencer Jeff Spencer. You know, I was obviously immediately impressed by uh, what he has done. And I told him that, hey, I'm, I'm working on some things and 
I'm not able to like wrap my head around this. Uh, it's not working. What advice do you have for me? So then he sort of, you know, coached me and uh, gave me some really good insight about, you know, how to think like a champion. Um, you know, the champion mindset is very different than uh, our human, uh, like the, the, the inbuilt, inbuilt mechanism that we come with. Okay. Um, so we have to overcome that to build the champion mindset. And some of the things like, you know, in, in, a, in our human, like um, built-in mechanism, it's like, we always think about what can I lose from this? What can I, what can I, you know, what will go wrong? And that's our normal thinking. A champion will always think, what can I gain from it? What will go right? You know, mm-hmm. they don't even think about what will go wrong. So, um, you know, some of these like small little things that he drilled into me had a huge impact. Um, you know, another one could be the, you know, the nor, you know, our inbuilt mechanism, when we want to take on a big project, we get lost in details. Like how, how are these hundred things going to happen? And the champion thinks, how are these two things will happen the best? That's it. The rest of the 98 will fall into place somehow, but I just want to focus on these two crucial things. So, you know, these type of uh, really different champion mindset things. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, uh, like the other thing is he has a blueprint for success in every field. So, you know, he has a way of, okay, if you want to accomplish a big goal, uh, make sure you have the resources in place, make sure you have a plan in place, then do your daily grind. Daily grind is when, you know, you keep doing the same thing in and out, in and out, in and out. You see no progress, no progress, no progress. But that's what's called grinding your axe. You know, you're getting better every day, even though behind the scenes, you may not see any progress. But, you know, if, you, if you're consistent one day, you're going to shoot up like a hockey stick, you know. It's so like, it's like very... practice or exactly. your, yeah, okay. exactly. your consistent activities exactly. that will eventually pay off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I know that there's lots of other amazing people. I'm going to have to start listening to your yeah. podcast yeah. to hear more. Uh, tell me what you're working on today. What projects are you working on? What kind of work are you doing now? Yeah. So, so, you know, right now, a lot of people are going through uh, some challenges with the socially distant economy, you know, business models have been invalidated, uh, brick and mortar stores are going out of uh, business. So we are helping businesses make sense and get control of this situation, not only survive, but thrive in this pandemic. Um, By making uh, shifts in different, making, making shifts, looking at different business models, moving online, uh, digitizing a lot of their, uh, their processes, uh, helping them build remote teams. We are working with IBM, um, putting together an event for them uh, to um, enroll thousands and thousands of students in their education program. We are working with a Bollywood celebrity, helping them move their uh, online their uh, dance school into an online school. Um, we just uh, tied up with NASA. Uh, we are working on uh, a project with their executive team uh, because of the pandemic. They are, you know difficult situation where people are working remotely. It's causing some challenges of working with them, finding solutions for them. So a a lot of really big names, but also we are working with small businesses who are looking to just make a, you know, better name on online, you know, learn about LinkedIn or uh, find good customers remotely or reach new markets. You know, some people are, they were doing business locally, but local business has shut down. Now, how do they Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, find new markets like uh, 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 exporting goods or services. 
Okay, so um, when it comes to those big projects that you mentioned, the high profile projects, would you say that those came to you by um, referral or that you sought them out and introduced yourself, say through LinkedIn or whatever? I mean, th there are multiple ways. Um, some of them, they came through LinkedIn. Some of them, they came through referrals. Some of them listened to my podcast, then they contacted me. They're like, you know, do you have interesting things to say? Uh, so it's all about, um, you know, it's like uh, putting a lot of fishing lines in the river and then, you know, making sure we go where the fish is. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, so in other words, it sounds as though what you do, though, is very broad spectrum. I mean, you can help people in many different um, uh um, vertical markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, um, you know, um, I have four patents in AI myself, and I have written a book, a couple of books on technology. I have wait, helped. Wait a second. Four patents on AI, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have done some really interesting work in AI, um, and I've written a, a couple of books on technology. I have. Uh, I'm teaching about 180,000 students on technology. Uh, consulted with more than 50, 60 uh, businesses. So I know um, a lot about how things go mm -hmm. in the right way and in the wrong way, uh, in terms of your business, in terms of your team, whatever. So when I see those patterns, I can point out and say, hey, you know, it seems like you have a problem here. You know, you, you may want to consider these steps. Um, so, so it becomes easier for me to, to be able to pinpoint that. That being said, uh, you know, Everybody has blind spots. I have blind spots that uh, that I cannot recognize. And so I have a large team who supports me. I have a team of about 40 people. Six of them are PhDs. And um, we, uh, we all work on these complex problems to say, okay, what are the solutions that will work? And we always come up with a few options because we know as life goes, nothing is for certain. So we can say in our heads, hey, this solution seems good, but when you implement it in real life, you know, it may not get any results, right? So we always uh, try to make sure we don't focus on solutions, but we actually focus on the results our clients are looking for. Which is better. That's going, that, that to me reminds me of um, uh, um, an exercise I once did in a personal development um, weekend workshop where you have to break the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I could not break the board for the life of me. I could not break the board and my hand was getting yeah, really yeah, yeah. sore. Yeah, yeah. And it, it became very obvious that I was stopping when I got there instead of breaking through it. Right. Mm. And when I finally got that, I was able to break the board. So that's what I'm thinking, hearing you say is that you're going beyond the solution. Yeah. yeah. What it will do. Yeah. And yeah. Because, because my personal experience was quite frustrating in, in, in that field when I was trying to learn how to market myself or my business, mm -hmm. it was very frustrating. Like a lot of people uh, said, Oh, just do this and you'll be like, you'll be all good. You, and they were, all they were doing is giving me one little piece of advice that they are good at. Yes, yes. And they couldn't, and they had huge, uh, uh, blind you know, spots. blinders, blind spots, and they couldn't see what I was trying to do. So now when I work with clients, I'm like, okay, let's figure out exactly what you want. And then we will make sure you get what you want. Uh, because if you don't get what you want, I don't deserve your money. I don't deserve a fee because, you know, you're paying me for results, not for, not for just telling you um, some, some good 
things that you like to hear. Well, and that speaks to um, your integrity and it also speaks to your, um, your um, confidence in what you do and what mm. you can do. So what's your favorite thing to work on? What's your favorite type of project? Uh, favorite type of project is, uh, I think, discovering what people want. I mean, I, I love learning more about what people want. It's, it's so fascinating when, when you discover that. It's so different than what you thought the facts are on the ground. Um, you think that's because they don't really know or they don't really know how to express it and you help pull it out? No, it's ex actually the exact opposite because we are always so... Um, so much in our own heads, we always assume that other people think exactly the way we think. Mm -hmm. And when we go out there and ask 100 people what you think, it will be totally different than what we think. <laughs> and that is the fascinating. And that's why I love it so much because now you see a different perspective and that brings in your own growth. It's like, I never even thought about, you know, this, this is what is important to people. So now that I know, I can actually be more... Um, empathetic towards them mm -hmm. and, you know, learn more about their passions. So you have children, right? Yeah. 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 How many? Two, two. Two. And what, what do you want them to know? What do you teach them about life and people? And well, there are a few things. One is always pursue your own happiness um, because, uh, you know, um, through my childhood and many other people's uh, childhood, I have learned, uh, you know, as parents, we become like, too controlling in a way we are caring, but we are too controlling. Hey, if you don't do this, you're going to have a bad life. You're not going to get a job, but the, at the end of the day, getting a job is not the purpose of life. Um, you know, uh, being happy is the purpose of life. And if somebody taught me that in my uh, childhood, I would have worked towards that, you know, being happy, uh, not, not work towards getting good grades or getting a job or whatever. Um, second thing is, uh, learn to be empathetic towards others. And this is again, the same point I said earlier, when I, when I realized that most people, many, I mean, all of us think differently and that's the result of our own personal experiences. And the fundamental truth is that we all think everybody thinks same. And so that's what I'm teaching my kids. Hey, learn to be empathetic towards others and learn to think, what are they thinking? Learn to le learn to ask those questions because you will have much easier time with life mm -hmm. if you can live with other people's, you know, uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. And you can say, okay, this is all okay. Because if you look at it, all the wars in the world, they start with one disagreement, mm -hmm. one disagreement, one conversation where somebody says, no, I don't agree with that. And then it escalates, escalates, escalates and goes to war. But if in that conversation, somebody could have said, I see your point. I think you you are looking at it from that angle. I am looking at it from this angle. So let's agree to disagree or whatever. Yes, and then yes. diffuse the situation yes. that would have been avoided. So um, as adults, like, you know, throughout our childhood, we pick up all these things, be, be strong, be, you know, be firm. Uh, I'm not teaching them to be, to give in, but I'm teaching them to respect other people's opinions. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, they were, were they born here in yeah, Canada? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were born in Canada. So, um, do, do you see differences to your childhood that you want to stop or change, or do you try to teach them from your perspective the way you grew up as well? 
both both so as i said you know um my childhood was more emph- uh, had more emphasis on like uh job security yeah. yeah but now like you know i i emphasize more on their personal experience uh, happiness um but also i benefited a lot from the hard work or discipline that i had uh, you know yes. in, in uh, my childhood so i'm picking the the good things from my childhood and incorporating them and getting rid of the bad things that i went through and i think most parents do that it's just that there is so much <laughs> so much happening when you raise a child is like you always are going to make some mistakes anyways of course and and yeah. now i mean things happen so quickly and there's so much information out yeah. there now that it's it's frightening yeah. um okay i i i've heard this um friend of mine asked this question on her podcast and I, a lot, and I kind of like it. So I'm going to ask you this podcast question. So you've heard of the six degrees of separation, yeah. that philosophy. Yeah. Um, and you've met a lot of interesting people in your life so far. Who in the world would you like to meet that you haven't met? And do you think you could meet them through six degrees of separation? Yeah. Well, I have a huge list. <laughs> I have a huge yeah. list of people. But one person I really want to get to know or talk to is, uh, his name is Ray Dalio. He's one of the most successful uh, investors in the world. He's a billionaire. Uh, unfortunately, he lost uh, one of his sons like recently uh, in a car crash. But um, where is, got, he? is he in the States? Yeah, he's in, he's in I think, Virginia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, his approach on macroeconomics and world uh, uh, world economy and how things work, uh, even going back to uh, 1500s or, or beyond, like he's a very, very well-read person, has really good, clear um, thoughts on how world economy works. I mean, he advises, you know, world leaders, like he, he advises the, uh, the uh, lawmakers of China and, uh, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. Like he's really, really uh, up there and I've been trying to get hold of him for, for a year. Really? And how, how, like how could you do I mean, anything through six degrees of separation? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Like, you know, I, uh, I had, uh, for example, through one of these six degrees of uh, separation, I got to meet General Petraeus, who is, who was the director of CIA. He was the, in charge of Iran, uh, Iraq and uh, Afghanistan wars oh, wow. in 2005. So he actually turned around the war. Uh, it was not going good around 2005 and he was brought in and he turned around those wars and I got to meet him. He was on my podcast. He was describing how he did it. Uh, it was just like out of the world experience talking to a person like that. Yeah. Um, he, he, his name is going to be in history books. Uh, you know, just like we read Julius Caesar conquered, blah, 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 you yeah. know, uh, 2000 years ago. So when people read history books about these wars, they will read his name. This was the general who turned things around and, and how he did it and all that. So that was through, uh, you know, some uh, six degrees of uh, separation. So I'm hopeful Ray Dalio somehow will, you know, somehow I'll get to talk to him. Uh, but even if not, it's always like, you know, you put something out there as a wish and you put hundred of them out there, three of them will come true. <laughs> And if you don't put it out there, it'll, yeah. ne- it'll never happen, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I think of 
Sorry, I'm distracted because my phone is in the other room and it wasn't yeah, yeah. ring. And no, no, no problem. It's all um, good. We are all living in this uh, new uh, new setting where we all have to, you know, um, recalibrate I know, our, it's true. the social <laughs> norms that we used to live with because now all of us, it's, it's a great equalizer, right? Like we have our kids running around. Yes, yes. We have, uh, you know, all these things happening. So it's all good. Totally true. Totally true. So one of the things you quoted in that article that I was reading um, was uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes, actually. And you didn't, I don't think you quoted it um, directly, but it's Zig Ziglar's uh, piece about, you know, for you to get what you want, um, you need to help others get what they want. I think it was Zig Ziglar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you added self selflessly, generously, and lovingly. Yeah. And I love that. And I think it's true if we, you know, become givers and build relationships around how can I serve you? Yeah. It, that's what I got from you immediately, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you asking me, how can I best support yeah. you, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel as though um, we're on somewhat of a different plane because I'm not a math person in terms of, you know, the, the, uh, the coding and the, the economics and those kinds of things that you're involved in. And, and I'm sure as an investor, you need to know and be yeah, up yeah. on those things. I'm more the people person. I'm yeah. a teacher. And that's yeah. what I like to do is to teach yeah. people. Yeah. But I think on a human level, there's always something you can do to support someone and help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What I, what I found was here is another key thing. Um, you know, we generally are brought up uh, with a thought pattern of this world is a zero sum game. Meaning um, if I need to get something, I need to get it from somebody else and somebody must lose for me to be able to gain that. Right. When we, when, so we are looking at the world and saying, I need to extract value from this world. That's how generally we have been brought up. Yes. If we, if we look at, uh, at the universe as a whole, there is so much abundance. There is so much, there is so much out there, right? Like even one asteroid, uh, if you mine it, like a, a regular asteroid, there are hundred trillion dollars worth of gold and uh, minerals in that one asteroid. And there are trillions and trillions of asteroids just in our solar system. You know? So when we look at that scale of, uh, you know, abundance out abundance, there, yeah. then we can just say, okay, you know, I don't need to extract from this world, but I need to extract from the universe and bring it into this world. And when you share that, it actually starts to multiply. It's actually like, you know, I'm giving 10, I'm receiving hundred. I'm giving hundred, I'm receiving a thousand. It's just magical. Do you meditate? Oh yeah. yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, enjoyed the conversation immensely. I'm, I, I must, I know you, I can tell you're a reader, you're um, a, a constant student, and you also are, I think you're a wise man. I think that you have this wisdom about you that I, that I really, um, oh, I, I won't say, I won't go that far. But <laughs> no, I think so. I think so. So um, my last question for you, one piece that I love is the word curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I sort of work on, on things from a curious standpoint. Do you think what two things, two parts to the question? One, um, are, um, what are you curious about? And second part, do you believe that curiosity is innate or can be learned? I'm curious about everything. I'm curious about learning how life works. I'm curious about how humans work. I'm curious about how, uh, you know, how, uh, history came about how everything. 
I mean, if if I find it interesting, I, I'll I'll read it. I'll learn about it, and and then I'll sort of try to incorporate into the bigger picture. How the how does this piece fit into the bigger picture? You know, how does economics fit into human existence? How does food fit into our day-to-day life? And that creates a very big, you know, interesting sort of spectrum of life because everything is interconnected, right? Yes. So that's uh, that's one question. Secondly, curiosity. Um, yes and no. I mean, the thing is, as a child, we are all curious. You know, I do not remember interacting with a child who is not curious. The thing is that as we go through life, that curiosity is systematically killed yeah. in our system. Um, because we say, if you go to school, the only thing you need to worry about is getting good grades. And by the way, all you need to know is ABCD and, and uh, how to spell uh, you know, these words. That's it. If you do that, you're good. Nothing else needs to be your problem, nothing else you need to learn about or be curious about. Uh, and that is something decided by somebody based on their own perception of mm-hmm. what life is all about, mm-hmm. right? They, yeah. never took, uh, the, they never took the effort of saying, okay, let's take a thousand children and let them lose and then figure out what contributes to their development the most. Mm. Right. They looked at what does the world need? World needs um, MBA students or managers or CEOs or workers. And then they worked backwards from there and they said, okay, in order to facilitate this industrial economy, we need people who know English. We need people who know mathematics and a little bit of science. That's all we need. So let's work backwards. And from kindergarten onwards, let's start training them, kill their curiosity you know, let them know if they deviate from this path, they're not going to get a job. Uh, if they buy, buy, buy any fluke of luck, if, if anybody even thinks about becoming a poet, if anybody even thinks about becoming a painter, squash that right now, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's what kills curiosity. Well, I, I totally, having been a, an elementary teacher, I, I kind of understand totally. My husband was a high school teacher. And when you start teaching towards an exam, yeah, yeah. hello. And I just saw a post on um, LinkedIn and then I'm going to wrap it up. I saw a post on LinkedIn today um, where a client of mine posted about he's having a baby mm. and uh, his fr- their first and he said, um, he read this article of some research that's supporting um, teaching the whole child. Well, that's nice, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's saying, how do you, t- how do, what do I need to know to educate the whole child, yeah. right? We just yeah, need exactly. to keep their curiosity alive, exactly, really. Exactly, exactly. I mean, kids are very, very uh, resilient and, and they're very, um, you know, they, they're they all, yeah, they're already, they can guide themselves. Like, all we need to do as parents is expose them to different experiences and say, hey, try it and see if you like it. I mean, just like vegetables or fruit, you know, try it if you like it. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I diverged from your expertise, but I really enjoyed talking to you about you as a person. Oh, same here. Same here. Yeah, thank so you so I, much. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you. And so thank you for being on my podcast. How can my audience reach you? And I will put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm active on, uh, on other platforms as well, but uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn, I'm most active. Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much. And thank you to my audience for listening as 
as usual. And uh, if you are interested in any of the work that Manoush talks about, please go and seek him out and leave a review. We always like to hear comments from our audience. So again, thank you. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.